What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. On this episode, uh, before I uh, forget to tell you, my name is Mayowa and I'm the host of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, today, I have got a very good friend of mine on this uh, episode. And before we get the show started, I will just pass the mic to her. She will introduce herself, tell us a bit about herself and her business, then we get the show rolling. Hi, Mayowa. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And it's nice to be here with all of your wonderful listeners as well. My name is Haley Hoover, and I am the owner of the Sparkling Hippie Publishing Company. Uh, My team and I help entrepreneurs build their brand and their business through publishing a book that serves their audience. Uh, So I'm excited to dive into that and my entrepreneur journey and everything in between. (laughs) Okay, awesome. So, uh, Ali, we so you are so welcome to the episode of this Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. I believe we have a very good time. Our listeners will do as well, just like you. We enjoy your time on this show. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. So, to just get this show started, can you just walk us through uh, the background story as how you got started into this entrepreneurial thing and how you uh, entered into this world instead of the other side of the nine to five? So, how does it get started for you, Ali? Yeah. So, I, I have had several nine to five careers in the past. Uh, my background's in public relations, communications, and marketing. And um, when you're marketing someone else's business all day long, um, I don't know, you kind of start to think, well, I could just do this for my own business and hopefully be a lot more successful. So around uh, 2018, I decided to get certified as a um, life coach. And then I got a second and third certification in that. And really what I started learning as I began my entrepreneur journey uh, is that it really, you have to know business. I think there's this misconception that starting an online business, uh, it's easy. You just throw up a website, post on Instagram, and you're a millionaire. And that's not exactly the case. I think there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, I've learned that over my time, and now I help other people start their business and and grow their business. And one of the ways that um, we do that is through the publishing company, which I literally fell into. (laughs) Um, I had wanted to be an author for my whole life and couldn't figure out how to get into the publishing industry. And then I found out about self-publishing and realized I had a lot of the skills that it took. And uh, long story short, I became a Amazon number one new release author. And so then people started asking me to help them do the same thing. And um, next thing I know, I'm starting a publishing company and helping dozens of women and, and entrepreneurs publish a book that builds their business. So um, it's it hasn't been a linear journey, which I know it usually isn't for anyone, um, but it's definitely been a fun journey and full of a lot more 
a lot more surprises and growth and excitement than I ever experienced in um, a traditional nine to five career, which I think for me is the key. I think if we're not excited about the work that we're doing, then why are we doing it, right? <laughs> okay, uh, that is a very interesting journey because I personally relate with that. I, just like you said, I just found myself uh, starting a publishing company, but uh, you know, uh, one thing I just want to say is that your journey is quite different from mine, and that is why I'm super excited to have for you as a guest on this show to share your journey. So uh, let's talk about your journey so far. Uh, what is the structure of your business like and uh, revenue-wise? How has been 2020, uh, 2022? How has it been for you? Uh, it's been a, a really interesting year of growth. I think coming into this this has been my fourth full-time year in my business. And what's really been coming up for me is really like slowing down and producing uh, higher quality content, slower content. For me personally, I see the world uh, and how we consume content is speeding up. You know, Instagram's testing out a TikTok formula as we speak. And it's everything is getting shorter videos, quicker content, a shorter shelf life. And for me, as I've been paying attention to that over the past few years, it doesn't resonate. And so I'm actually consciously trying to slow my business down. And um, what I mean by that is just taking more time with the clients that are right in front of me and not being so quick to, okay, well, what do I need to do to get the next one? And what do I need to do to grow this and grow that? Um, and then slowing down my content rather than making a 15 second video for Instagram, I am instead, right, let's write a three or four page blog post on that topic that's going to last forever. So um, that's what 2022 has been about for me is just kind of slowing things down and being more intentional about building a business that is going to be with me for life and is going to serve other people for life. Okay, uh, thanks for that, Shay. Uh, you know, Ali, we love stories on this uh, podcast. And, uh, you know, one thing that always uh, one, uh, entrepreneurs who start their entrepreneurial journey always have to deal with is that idea of how do I get that client coming in? So can you just give us the background story of how you got your first client and what was the story like? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so my first client was back in 2018. 2018, shortly after I was uh, certified the first time as a life coach. And um, for me, I, I knew it was going to be something with helping people step into their confidence around building a business. And um, I really don't, I remember putting out a couple of posts in some strategic places, sending some emails. And my first client signed on at $500. <laughs> which uh, I was thrilled about. She signed up for six sessions right off the bat. And um, honestly, I think she's been one of my, even now, I think she's still one of my most satisfied clients. Uh, during our six sessions, we were able to pivot her business and lead her into actually doing a TED Talk and going into professional speaking, <laughs> which was quite an accomplishment for, for just six sessions. But um, I will never, ever forget the moment that she signed up and I got off the phone um, with her 
And I ran in the other room to where my boyfriend was. And I was like, oh my gosh, I signed a client. I can't believe it. And it was just this feeling of joy of like, I get to do this from now on. I can do this for a living and I can help people for a living. And there's really no other feeling in the world like it, like doing what you love and what you know you were born to do. Okay, yeah, that's that's awesome. And I think I can uh, resonate with that feeling of awesomeness of you landing your first client. And for me, it's far back as uh, 20, uh, 2014 when I landed my first client. Uh, uh, well, I can't really forget that uh, story, just like you are very excited. You know, what someone just found me on Google and just uh, go off, send me an email and uh, one or two emails and uh, I got a $1,000 check. It was very, very uh, awesome and super excited. I wish I can just uh, uh, screenshot that email and just put it inside a glass uh, for me to see it today, but uh, I didn't do that. So, uh, you know, still along your business line, you know, it's, it is not easy for entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs who has a business and they are uh, the persons behind the business themselves. Right now, what is working for you in business and uh, what is not working as well? Because life is all about, and even in business, it's all about the two ways, what is working and what is not working. So walk us through how mm. it is for your business right now. Yeah, and I really appreciate you asking those questions because this is something that I encourage my clients to ask themselves at least monthly and if not weekly in their business because we do need to constantly be thinking about you know, what's working, what's not working, and how do we adapt to make our systems and processes better? Um, so I kind of touched on it already, but uh, I'd love to go deeper. And that's uh, this piece around social media. I really, like I said, the last six to 12 months, I've started to notice um, how much time I spend not consuming social media, but creating content for Instagram and Facebook. And um, Instagram specifically, I think I've spent a large majority of my time and I've honestly had some quote successful posts, right? I've had reels with over 10,000 views, which I would say is a success. Um, I, I have a lot of engagement. I have a pretty active following. My numbers have slowly grown organically over the years. I don't use anything paid or, or ads or anything like that. And, um, while that's all great and wonderful, I'm not actually seeing uh, an increase in my revenue or an increase in clients coming from Instagram. And so what I've had to stop back and, and look at over the past few months is, is this actually working? Is this actually serving my business? And for me personally, the answer is no. Um, is Instagram fun and do I enjoy using it as an outlet to express myself and talk about my business? Absolutely. But is it actually moving the needle for me um, in this capacity? And the answer is no for me. So again, um, I'm really, and I'm, I'm still in the middle of this, but I'm, I've been shifting more into um, long form growth. That's going to, that's going to be there eternally. So um, really last December, which would have been six or seven months ago, I, I really dove into SEO deeper than I have before, which is search engine optimization. And what that is, is basically just designing your website copy and your blog copy to um, 
basically rank higher on Google. And I really have been working on that and I've seen really fast results, which is really exciting. And so for me, that is working. Instagram is not. So that logically tells me to double my efforts there and take some steps back from Instagram, which I feel totally comfortable doing at this point. Not to say I'm going to leave social media entirely, but I notice for myself and a lot of my clients as well, there's this, there's a little bit of unrest around social media because Instagram and Facebook and, and all these, um, these platforms, they can change the rules at any moment. They can change the algorithm without, without even asking, you know, not necessarily even asking us or even announcing it to us. I hear horror stories of people's accounts getting deleted just for no reason. And when I think like, oh, if that happened to me, I would have so much content that I've really worked hard on that I do not have saved anywhere else. And that's not okay because I worked hard on that content to, to begin with. And so um, I've one of the easy, simple things I've started doing is instead of creating a post directly in Instagram or Facebook or wherever, I put it in a Word doc so that I at least have that that same verbiage that I can use later on somewhere else. So um, again, just kind of overall, just slowing things down, not so much jumping to the newest trend on social media or like trying to make a quick 15 second fix for someone. I'm really more invested in people's long-term growth and the long-term growth and success of my business. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for that, Ali. You know, when I asked that question, I have interviewed more than 30 uh, six-figure entrepreneurs on this uh, podcast. And one common thing I uh, noticed from ev- almost everyone is the fact that uh, almost everyone has this uh, tenacity for understanding what is working and doing more of it and neglecting what is not working. Because uh, mm-hmm. we are entrepreneurs, at the end of the day, it's still about the uh, figures coming in because we have bills to pay and we are not really into charity on, unless uh, maybe we, are, uh, we have an NGO. But uh, for most entrepreneurs, that is not the case and we really need to pay the bills. And without actually measuring what is working and doing more of it, I don't think there will be much result. And uh, surely the bills will uh, be pending. They will not be paid. So uh, that's why I always like to ask that question that what is mm-hmm. working and what is not working so that others listening to this can pick up a lot of lessons from that. Uh, so uh, you are the uh, book expert and uh, I want to put you on the spot uh, with this question. <laughs> Okay, John typically is uh, a guy, is an entrepreneur, is doing fine in his business, but he's planning to take that business to the next level, which is the six-figure level. So as a book coach, what would be your advice or let's say your five-minute uh, mastermind uh, talk for John on how to use a book to uh, push himself to that level of six-figure uh, that he's trying to uh, get to? Oh, I love this. Uh, very specific scenario. Very cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think going from five to six figures, one of the things that is most needed to get there is increasing your credibility. So I think probably at five figures, you have established a, a decent clientele, your your name's out there, you've got a few clients. But in order to get to that six-figure mark, you really need to double down on your credibility. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, proof that you are, you are the expert in your niche. 
um, or John for this matter, right? He's the expert yeah, sure. in his niche. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the ways that you can prove that you are an expert and you know what you're doing um, is to write a book that reflects that. So whether there is, you know, maybe a formula that you've been working your clients through or that John has <laughs> that's working or, you know, a course outline or something like that, that you have, you've used it, you've, it's been proven to be successful for yourself and for your clients. Now let's build that into a book that is going to, um, first of all, it'll be able to reach people outside of just where you are right now. So outside of your website and people, you know, it's going to be able to reach people worldwide. And the second thing that that does is it verifies that you are the expert. So I hear a lot of people say, oh, but anyone can self-publish a book now. You know, it's not that hard. Is it, does that really make you an expert? And I believe that it does because no matter how uh, accessible the publishing industry becomes, it's still a tremendous amount of work to write a book as I'm sure you know, uh, Mayowa. And yeah. <laughs> it, it, right. it isn't, Yes. And it's, uh, it's not for the faint at heart. It's not something that you're like, oh yeah, I'll just flippantly do this in this month. You know, it is a long-term journey and it's, it's something that you really have to grow into is being, being an author of a book. Right. So, um, I believe that society still knows that by and large, that if you have written a book, you deserve some, some credibility and a pat on the back. And so as an entrepreneur, that's going to open so many doors to you, not only um, increasing the way your clients look at you as someone who's committed to this niche and to being the expert in this niche, but also your peers and potential business partners when they see that you have taken that hard journey of, of writing and publishing a book. Um, there's just automatically going to be a level of respect there that that I don't feel like can be duplicated anywhere else. I think there's just something really incredibly valuable about putting your expertise into a book and sharing it with other people. Okay. Uh, so John, in this case, has written his book and uh, is now a published author, which uh, I think, okay, from what you said the other time, let me just add something to it. You know, I've been writing since 2003. 13 and you know it's writing a book is a very easy thing for me i can write it in so many ways even if i don't have the time to write and i i guess as much for you as well and but you know for someone who doesn't really understand the process it might be very very difficult and i think that is the reason why publishing house really exists and they are making a uh, good money uh making profit and getting business because many people are not really natural born writers and even if they are they don't have the time to write that book so john has finally uh took his time to write a book probably i am someone like you so what is now the next step next uh Big thing, next step for John to now use that book uh, to achieve the aim of being the expert or even getting more business and taking that business to a higher level. Yeah, I think after the book has been written, then John has this opportunity to examine the different paths of publishing. So you and I know there's a million different ways to publish a book. You can go through a traditional publisher, you can go through a hybrid publisher, or even small self-publishing boutiques, such as um, the business that I that you and I own, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think every writer has to make that decision, which 
you can spend, I actually spent probably a decade of my life researching this, um, but even just a few days of researching, you know, what these options are, I think that's going to really define the success of your book and, and where you want it to go. Um, and I think too, before ever even writing the book, I really encourage, I would encourage John to think about, you know, what are your goals for the book? Because going the publishing route with a traditional publisher is a very different end goal than self-publishing, right? So we specifically like to work with clients who their end goal is, is growing their business and impacting more lives. So, um, by self-publishing, you can do whatever you want with the book. You can build it into your business. You can make it a type of lead magnet for your business. And that to me is, is kind of the point of being an entrepreneur because you exist to serve more people. So why not build a book that's going to successfully serve more people? Okay. Uh, thanks for that addition. Uh, I believe there are so many John out there listening to us and uh, they, <laughs> they will have Hi, picked John. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I don't know why. I just like that name, John. I've been using it for, for uh, most experts that come on this episode. So any, any John out there listening to this, uh, Ali has said it all. And I believe you have a lot to uh, take from this and a lot to implement in your business because actually listening to all of this without actually implementing anything will not lead to result and i believe so much in implementing to get results so ali this is my favorite part of all the episode of uh this podcast so where i have to ask you to, some thought-provoking question and you get back to me with answer so should we fire on yes let's fire on okay Thank, uh, thank goodness you and I are book addicts. I believe that and I so much believe in books. So what is one book that you have read that has impacted you a lot and has helped you to grow in business uh, that you like to recommend for our listeners? Oh, I have to pick just one. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. The, the best one oh. among, I know you have a lot, but just the best yeah. out of mm -hmm. the back. Man, there are so many that I point to uh on my entrepreneurial journey um something i've read recently that was really impactful uh is it's called you are the brand and it's by mike kim and i just think it's a fabulously written book all about owning your personal brand as a business owner and um he just gives all these different tips and um, I don't know, I, I have so many sticky notes and highlights and underlines in that book. That would be one that I would I would point to as highly impactful. John, John should definitely take a look at it. <laughs> yeah, John, you are listening out there. Yes. Uh, Ali has just recommended a very powerful book that I believe you should read. And if you are listening, John, uh, the sh uh, a link to this book that Ali just mentioned will be included in the show notes for this episode. Just head straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just type Ali, that's H-A-L-E-Y uh, in the uh homepage over there and the show note for this episode will pop right up. So uh, let's continue, Ali. I'm loving this and it's a very interesting one. Uh, what is one thing that you have done that gave you a very big win in business? Hmm. Um, okay, here's here's one that I, I don't hear a lot of online entrepreneurs doing. So I based my business online before the pandemic 
<laughs> before it was, you know, everything's online now. Um, but what happened is, you know, we went to this pandemic together worldwide and we were shut down and things weren't open. And around the beginning of 2021, I think globally, we were all ready to uh, meet in person, <laughs> come back together. So something that I did, um, I would say towards the end of 2021 and, and the beginning of, of this year as well, is I just kind of flipped the script, tried something just for fun. And, you know, I had offered these online workshops and trainings for years. And so I just wondered, what would happen if I try offering it to my local community? And I live in a pretty small town, but much to my surprise, um, every time I held a workshop or a class in my community, I would sell 10 to 12 seats, which is, like I said, a lot for a small town. And people were very interested in what I was talking about, what I was teaching. And here's the, the big success part. So John, you may want to try this too. I do recommend it. Um, what happens is, you know, you get 10 people to an event, which I would say is a well-attended event for any solopreneur. And I have a sign-in sheet, you know, you know, welcome to the event. Please put your email address. Would you like to sign up for my newsletter? Yes or no? More likely than not, I would leave each event with 10 new uh, signups for my newsletter. And I just thought that was crazy because being online, you know, you, you have the lead magnet and you have the funnel and you're, you're putting it out and you're asking, does anyone want to share it? Does anyone want to be on it? And it takes time if, unless you're using ads or paid engagement, it takes a lot of time to grow an email list. And then all of a sudden I had basically stumbled upon almost like a hack, right? So here, get 10 in a day, boom. And, um, and it was fun. It was easy. And I just, I don't know. I thought that was pretty successful thing that I don't hear a lot of coaches or anyone talking about, but I really enjoy, uh, I still do online, obviously most of the time, but it was fun meeting people in person too. So okay. that'd be my little tip. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think uh, as an entrepreneur, one thing that are set us apart from other people, especially the nine to five figure people, is the fact that we like to explore, we like to try, we mm -hmm. like to experiment. And uh, the world always come back to, the universe always come back to reward us with a lot of uh, goodies. And some of those things would just be very awesome. And one of them is what you just mentioned. And is a very awesome uh, thing that you tried. I'm glad it's worked well for you. So outside of business, who is Ali? Ooh. Oh, that was a surprise. I, yeah. I, these are good questions. <laughs> good questions. Well, uh, my business name is The Sparkling Hippie and The Sparkling Hippie Publishing Company. And so what that means is, um, I love my business name. People, I get compliments on it quite a bit. But that comes from my random obsession with the 1960s and 1970s hippie culture. I was not alive then, not even close, but... For whatever reason, I have always really, really been interested in that era. So I read a lot of hippie books. I watch a lot of documentaries about um, rock stars from that time period and politicians from that time period. I think it was just a really, really interesting time um, globally, but specifically in America. I think there was there's good and bad that happened during that 
period, just like any time, but, um, you know, just this overwhelming desire for everyone to be free and, and the colorful clothing and the art exploded, just like this, kind of like this awakening. And to me, I just think that's so beautiful, that, that whole message and feeling. And so, um, anyway, to answer your question, I am a hippie <laughs> born in the wrong generation. Uh, but that is probably who I am outside of business. So I can, you can catch me barefoot in the mountains, um, painting and having fun. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. I, I wish this name would never end, but uh, we just have only some few minutes to go on this episode. And before we say goodbye, I want to combine two questions into one, and this would be very interesting to you, I guess. What is one superpower you think you've got that has contributed to you winning in business and also as human, no matter how much super you are, we all have challenges. And what is that one challenge that you have been facing or dealing with in your business? And uh, just walk us briefly on how you are trying to uh, fix that and how to uh, get that to work for you. Mm. So my biggest superpower, I think, is my success mindset. Like, being committed, probably over-optimistic and and overly believing in myself and my success no matter what. I believe that's really what has carried me like when times are tough. Um, And as far as the challenge goes, um, I feel like (laughs) it could also be the same answer. I feel like sometimes um, I'm overly optimistic about what's going to work. And so that can be a challenge as well because sometimes you have to step back and take a look realistically. Okay. This, this just how we started this episode, right? This isn't working for me. I've given it a good go and I need to shift gears. And so I think, um, I think the optimist success driven mindset is, is definitely a superpower, but there's also this challenge of knowing when to stop and adjust and, and use that optimism in a different direction, right? So kind of shifting gears. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's been a very awesome time having you uh, as a guest on this show. And before we say goodbye, can you just tell us where we can connect with you? If there's anything you have for our audience listening to this and also where we can we can access all the good stuff that we have been creating online. Yes, 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 yes. Um I would love, especially John, but the rest of you listeners as well, uh, would love to help you build your brand and your credibility um, and get you to that six-figure mark if you're not there already. Uh, So you can go to tshpublishing.com slash opt in. So that's O-P-T dash I-N. And what I have for you there is our 45 minute masterclass. And it's everything you need to know about uh, the different paths to publishing and how to publish a book that will actually build your business. So really, John, if you're interested in what the different paths are, like we talked about earlier, this would be really beneficial for you. Um, But while you're there at tshpublishing.com, you can check out, we've got a couple dozen blog articles all about um, how to navigate the publishing industry and and write a book that's going to help change lives. So I would love to see you all there. And uh, thank you so much, Mayoa, for having me on the podcast. Thank you so much to your listeners. It's my my pleasure. Oh, uh, thank you. 
<laughs> uh, listeners out there, like all the links to everything that uh, Ali has mentioned in this episode, you can get it by heading straight to www.sixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for Ali in the uh, homepage on that uh, website and the show note for this episode will pop right up, including a link to the book that she just mentioned. So uh, John and I are super excited and thankful to you for jumping <laughs> on this call uh, with me today, I believe. John is, uh, has uh, got a lot of insight and lessons to pick home, and it's been a very lovely time for me as well, and even for our listeners out there. So we thank you, we salute you for keeping the entrepreneurial fire burning, for not giving up, and for creating a beautiful uh, business in your own space and doing awesome things, uh, helping people to realize their dream of getting their book out into the world. So thank you so much. And uh, I believe that next time, probably you might have the time to talk extensively about the business of book uh, writing and how entrepreneurs out there can use their book to uh, get their business or catapult their business to the next level. So thank you so much, Ali, for being uh, a guest on this show once again. Thank you as well. I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of your day. Yeah, sure. Until next time mm-hmm. when I bring another awesome guest uh, to you, uh, this is Maya signing over and we catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.